I need out the picture. Take your mask off. Stop lying for these niggas. Stop lying to yourself. I know the real yo. Halloween ain't for a minute. Lose the costume. You need to chill. Okay. We running from the targets in the back in the day. And now they rocking the all. We'll finally on the trailer. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting sitting across from me, E-Man Bates. The PIP, that is me. We are coming back to the D for episode 90, even though we are in the P. (laughs) (laughs) That is Plymouth, Michigan for everybody. (laughs) Well, if you heard that one in the intro, that was uh, Running Out of Time off of Igor by Tyler, the Creator. Uh, we played that to intro the podcast for a multitude of reasons here today. We have uh, officially in two days from now, the reason why we play that little clip with take your mask off, we have officially getting rid of the mask mandates and the ca- or the capacity and... Uh, Insert some clapping noises. Yeah. Yeah. Some cheering. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, things are starting to finally go back to normal, which is pretty amazing. Um, another reason we started it with that is because we are still celebrating Pride Month. And I think what uh, Tyler was talking about specifically in that song is taking your mask off to show people the real version of you. Because this was kind of, who I mean, we don't really, real really know what Tyler his sexuality is, is. but really, I mean, he, who, you know. He was we, just making out with a Zadaya lookalike in a fucking music know, video, like, a couple days so, ago. So, so who knows what it is. But uh, this is definitely like uh, Tyler be- opening himself back up and kind of showing you uh, who he is with growth and maturity and all that stuff. So. Um, by the way, I went back and listened to Igor. Man, I think when we first reviewed it, we were expecting some rap shit, and like our first review, E-Man and I both didn't like it. And now I'm feeling like, wow, we were fucking nuts for no. having that perspective. You sure about that? Yeah, we both you reviewed sure it on this like podcast. It? Yes, yes. We both said we didn't like it because we were like, what's all these weird effects on his voice, and he's not really rapping, and then like a month later. I don't later, think I you'd... said that about oh, Igor can, up front. We, we, we need to pull that clip up. Because I know he did similar shit on Flower Boy, and I love when he did it then. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. No, Flower Boy was still more in the hip-hop vein than Igor, than Igor was. Igor had a lot of fucking... I didn't even like... if you. I think what it is is if you listen to if you go into that album right and it's your first list, first listen and you're expecting some rap shit and it's just totally left of that. You, you, that's why we I think oh I, I didn't There's like a- it at first, but now if I'm going back knowing what it is, going back into it and re-listening to it, being like, all right, I'm not even thinking of this, of this in the vein of a hip hop album. I'm just thinking of this as an alternative album. That's kind of how sweet. I felt about <laughs> Awaken My Love when I first right, heard it. Because I was sure. definitely expecting some example. rap shit, and yep. it was not that. Right. And now, uh, I mean, I didn't like it at first, and I know for a fact that I know for a fact that when you quote me, I didn't like it at first, and then it grew on me like on the second for lesson. sure. Because I, you know, when you take something for what it is instead of what you expect it to be, then the results are way more better usually yeah yeah and sometimes it also depends on the frame of mind you're in when you're listening to something for the first time if you're like you know if you're not in a great mood sometimes that is going to affect how you perceive the album like i think a good example for me like you said awaken my love um plastic beach by the gorillas when i first heard it i didn't like it at all because it was very different than demon days and now it's my favorite gorillas album like i listen to that one more than anything like it just took a few listens sometimes you just gotta you know power through it which, which kind of sucks as we do this now in this era of like music coming out all the time we listen to shit once sometimes and then you never listen to it's, it again it's a lot harder <laughs> these days to like really retain I mean, it's like it's really hard like there's albums i love like 
from year like even from last week from weeks prior and stuff like that that i genuinely like really liked but because of how manufactured the industry is now where you know with streaming services it makes things so much easier to access like we're not going to record stores anymore right. like that like it, just some new shit comes out all the time uh-huh. and i like usually i forget all about it so that's why like when we do the year year in wrap-ups i fucking hate it sometimes I'm like oh man i gotta go back and that yeah. it's just so much to check so out throughout much. the year and it's, so much yeah just ain't coming out but anyway man how's yep. your weekend Dude, it's been pretty good. I've been exhausted with too much work lately, but it is over. I have today off and tomorrow off, and I am going to sleep in tomorrow and then get on some cleaning jobs. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty good. How was your uh, little, like, you're continuing your tour of the Midwest? Pretty much, yeah. So <laughs> I was in uh, Anderson, Indiana with my girlfriend and her family for uh, for a beer festival they had out there. I'm actually just fresh out of the car. Like, I got, I came back from Indiana, like, an hour and a half, two hours ago. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm here, I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. But I, I want to shout out a couple of breweries that Sweet. I, I Hell checked yeah. out, man. And actually, we can, I guess we can go roll straight into the Cool. Beers, but not so beer. It's really a mixed cocktail in a can. By the way, spoiler alert, I apologize to all the people that listen to us for like beer stuff that we are for the first time not going to have a Michigan beer on this podcast. Well, actually, it's twice now. Second time. Yeah, second, second time in 90 episodes, we're <laughs> yeah. not going to have a Michigan beer on this podcast. In fact, Sticking it's not even indie. a beer. Actually, third time, really, because we had wine, I think, one in the early days. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, like, in, like episode, like, one through 20 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. We might Somewhere yeah. around there, we had, like, wine. But anyway, I do want to shout out a couple of uh, breweries i checked out chapman's brewery over in angola uh angola indiana i think they had another one in indianapolis too actually no this one is angola but no they had this uh peanut butter and jelly ale like it was one of the i think it might have been my favorite beer i've had at the whole festival that and i tried this like strawberry seltzer too that was actually really cool too from another brewery uh, there I tried out some stuff from uh, Tarnish Hollow uh, over in Anderson, Indiana, which actually my uh, my girlfriend's brother got a beer named after him for from oh, that really? brewery. So, yeah, shout out to them. They were uh, they were really cool. Boone and Jail Distillery had some really good uh, bourbon, some like smoky but still like really smooth whiskey mm-hmm. that I had from them. I, so I you know want to shout out a couple of these companies, but yeah, uh, Anderson, you guys did really well. Hoplore, Hoplore is another good one too uh, over in Leesburg. I like the name of that. I know, right? Uh, with that said, I do have some stuff I want to try out today with you. You got a cup ready? Got uh, a glass shit, ready? Shit, I go get a cup. Ah, uh, shit. Well. Tell them the story on that. I'll grab a cup real quick. So I will tell you guys the story of what's going on here. Uh, over from West Fort uh, Whiskey Co., they spell whiskey W-H-S-K-Y. I don't know. Maybe a legal issue. Who knows? Uh, we have the mint condition ready-to-drink cocktail. So uh, it is whiskey distilled from bourbon mash with natural lemon and lime flavors. Uh, we were at the tasting tent, like little kiosk thing they had over there. I was, mind you, I was pretty like gone by this point i broke i honestly i broke the uh the beer fest rule of you really shouldn't drink the whole beer sometimes because you know that's how you get drunk quicker especially when people are like going to get beer left and right and stuff like that 
Uh, so I had a little too much fun. But on the way out, we saw this place, uh, West Fort Whiskey Co., and they offered these samples. And I'm like, sure, why the fuck not? If you guys can see Neil's <laughs> mug that he just brought in there, it's fucking hilarious. I'm probably going to put a, you know, that might be the podcast photo. Fuck it. Like, so we, <laughs> so we uh, like, Lindsay and I, we, uh, we stopped over there. She tried, we tried this, and then we tried, like, something else they had there. And I'm like, this might be one of the most delicious things I ever tasted. Mind you, I was already already kind of drunk by this point but it was one of the most delicious things i've tasted at the whole festival so i'm like you know what i got a cop a four pack from you guys and i'm gonna have it here today so that was yesterday and we're just getting ready to try it coming at 7.8 abv oh shit uh no <laughs> ibus because it's whiskey it's not beer uh let's pour it up and see what we got i guess we're uh we're getting our Somali, no, Somali is wine. I don't know what the distillery term is. Cause yeah, you got I don't Cicerone, Somalia. I don't know what the what the spirits one is. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I don't it, know either. It, it. <laughs> well, I'm excited to try this. All right, man. Um, well, while we're trying these up, we also, you know, as we do on this podcast, we like to celebrate things as well as say goodbye to some people. And there is multiple celebrations this year, or this uh, today specifically. As we said in the beginning, um, it was a celebration for Pride Month that's still going on. And then also we want to say happy Juneteenth, everyone out there. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, which was Juneteenth. yesterday. Um, but you can celebrate it all weekend for sure. And if you're unfamiliar with what Juneteenth is and why it's celebrated, um, it has to do with the emancipation of enslaved um, African Americans in this country and uh, their release and freedom, which actually happened in eight or well, the um, it happened in '65. But this didn't happen till '66. Um, is when the last slaves were freed in Texas because they weren't um, alerted to the fact this, that slavery had ended yet. Yeah. Because the Texas uh, sharecroppers were trying to get one last cultivation in, so they didn't. They didn't tell them. Um, yeah. So when so Lincoln yeah. signed the Emancipation Proclamation, Proclamation, I believe it was January first. When it was 1862, Three. 63. Yep. Yeah. So. What happened is pretty much the South was like, yeah, fuck that shit. We don't want to. Yeah, so that's pretty much what happened there. We're not going to tell these guys that they're actually free. So right. they kept them on a plantation for like a year and a half or yep. so until soldiers came in from to uh, Galveston, Texas yep. and said like, hey, you know, you guys. You guys can get out of here, yeah, you know, legally. You don't have to do this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you guys like the, you know, the pro version of that, I guess. But yeah. yeah. So it's uh no nah, man. The thing is did you know that and I, I learned this the other day that uh lynching is still technically legal in America. In certain places. In certain places, yeah. Or it's not considered a hate crime, I think, in certain places. It's there's like some weird stipulations with it. Yeah, it's there's some fucked up shit still in the South for sure. Um, I also I want to say it's actually it's very nice to be able to say this. Fuck yeah, Azalea Banks. <laughs> I just want to say it's nice to finally um, be talking about you in a good vein. I love that you dragged Canyas Owens fucking back to the hole that she crawled out of. That was fucking amazing. Did you see this, E-Man? No, I I was off the internet. <laughs> Candace Owens tweet as she fucking does, you know, uh, um, tweeted. Juneteenth is so lame. All I celebrate is the 4th of July. And fucking Azalea Banks unleashed like a paragraph about how the 4th, he's like, you know, 4th of July, that's what you celebrate. So technically the 4th of July was in 1776, which would have meant if you were alive in that time, you would have been an enslaved person. And then detailed in like 
the craziest detail of everything that she'd be going through as an enslaved person during then. And it was just like, dude, it was, it was fucking awesome, dude. I was like proud of Azalea Banks. So shout out Azalea Banks. It was awesome. But then also, Kenneth um, Owens just reminds me of Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks. <laughs> like, just, just flat out, like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just, just <laughs> why though? <laughs> but yeah, and also, um, before I move on from Juneteenth, last night at Tangent Gallery, shout out Tangent Gallery in Detroit over by our house, um, they had a really awesome Juneteenth celebration where they had a bunch of um, black DJs spinning. And we went out there for a little bit. Our our good friend, uh, cool kid Sue, she was DJing out there last <laughs> night. So we watched her for a little bit. It was awesome, man. People were dancing, having a great time, and the weather was beautiful. So yeah, it was awesome. But then also, before we crack these beers, um, want to say Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, it is a awesome Father's Day because the weather's amazing. There's golf on. There's NBA basketball on. So it was awesome to do all that. Oh, man. Don't get me started on NBA basketball Ooh-wee! right now. Brooklyn Nets, Let's, go can down. Can we say that today? I mean, <laughs> on top of that, fucking uh, Philly, uh, Phoenix just won today. Did they win? Yeah, they won game one today. Oh, did, they, I didn't they, know that they, they won. That game was at 3.30. Oh, wow. uh, did Chris Paul end up playing? No. No, he didn't no, play? No, Chris Paul's out with, with COVID, right? No, not COVID. <laughs> it's because he. I think he was around somebody with COVID, and he's not vaccinated. Oh, I think because I know he's not gonna get. He, I think he's one of those I people that's not getting vaccinated. Players were. No, it's it was it was stipulations and stuff like that where or it's like not stipulation. What do you call it? It was like incentives if you did get vaccinated, but they can't force someone to get vaccinated. Uh, like I don't think the only people that can do that is like the fucking military maybe right. that can force someone to get vaccinated, right? But, or huh. government personnel. Interesting. Well, before we, the last thing before we tip up these beers, we want to say happy birthday to some people, and we want to say rest in peace to a couple people. Um, unfortunately, it was only a, two on our list for RIPs today because I feel like a lot of the times lately it's just been like overwhelming. But um, one yep. of my favorite bass players, yes. which I'm really sad about, um, Juan D. Nelson from Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals passed away last week. And I was just a really big fan of his. I've seen him live before. He's just a phenomenal bass player, and that really bummed me out. I was really hoping to see them again someday because I know they'd been playing together, um, you know, because he doesn't always make music with the same bands. So that was really sad. And then um, also John Paragon, who was – who was it, E-Man? He, uh, he did – he was Jambi on Pee Wee's Playhouse. So oh, yeah. for those uh, 80s babies – and people like me who was watching like late night TV and shit and it came on. Uh, you might remember the phrase Mecca Licka High, Mecca Heidi Ho. I think that was his like catchphrase. Like Mickey he was like, Hey Chambi and then it was like the blue genie that came out and shit like that. So that person uh shout but yeah, shout out to Pee Wee's Playhouse, man. That was for a sure. the trippiest fucking show <laughs> yeah, of my that's like, for sure. adolescent kid days. <laughs> but yeah, uh R. I. P. to Jambi. Uh yeah yeah man pretty he was pretty influential in a lot of kids not influential but he was pretty uh there in a lot of a lot of I guess a couple people older than us lives I should say yeah for sure yeah for sure I man. did I did watch that show sometimes so we also have some more life to celebrate and quite the laundry list honestly of people having birthdays today so we want to say happy birthday to rapper Freddie Gibbs who I am a gigantic fan of. Also, hip-hop artist MC Ren from the legendary NWA that ushered in the gangster rap music, the sound that we love, as well as his counterpart, also from NWA, Ice Cube. Both of those guys are 52 today. Freddie Gibbs is 39. Uh, Tupac, actually not today, but these are all birthdays of the week, the last couple weeks. 
Um, Tupac would have been 50. Uh, A-Rab Music turned 31. Kendrick Lamar turned 34. Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony turned 48. Takeoff from Migos turned 27. Trippy Red turned 22. Spice Adams, who, if you're not familiar, he's a Detroiter, by the way. He used to be play in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. Now he's just hilarious on the internet. Um, turned 40. Uh, Paul McCartney from the Beatles turned 79. Lionel Richie turned 72 from the Commodores and his solo music. Christopher Mintz-Plazé, McLovin himself, turned 32. And then hip-hop artist Sage the Gemini turned 29. So as we try out these uh, beverages, we will play some of the music from you. And I'm going to start it off with a little bit of the funky bass lines from Wandy Nelson and Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals. Here's a song called Bring the Funk. stone right here <laughs> let's rock out a little straight out of compton for both mc Might ren well, and yeah. ice <laughs> witness the strength of street knowledge love it when that comes together right you know <laughs> straight out of compton crazy motherfucker named ice cube from the gang called niggas with attitudes when i'm called off i got a sawed off squeeze the trigger and bodies are I would love to get to MC Ren's verse too, but you know you can't really rock out the full entire song. We got a million damn fucking songs to get to. Here is one of my favorite Tupac songs of all time, right here. Street Science, you're on the air. What do you feel when you hear a record like Tupac and West? Get right through this uh, little skit in the beginning. The song just makes me feel so good. Try to fatten our pockets Us niggas hustle for the cash So it's hard to knock Everybody got their own thing Currency chasing Worldwide through the hard times Worrying faces Shed tears as we bury Niggas close to heart Or was a friend Now a ghost in the dark Cold part about it Nigga got smoked by a fiend Trying to floss on him Blind to a broken man's dream A hard lesson Court cases Keep him guessing Please A little mind trip Out of A-Rab music who, if you didn't know this, also produced all of Joe Budden's last album, Rage and the Machine. This song's called Mind Trip. He does hip-hop shit. He does, you know, I know solo for doing electronic like, shit. He did Molly Ringwall by Danny Brown. Yep, that yep, for fun. sure. I yep. love that beat. And that song. Shout out to a music. I didn't know he was only 31, too. I thought he was older than that. Forever in my
favorite songs ever. Actually, you know what? I played this one a million times in the podcast. Let's go with. Oh, I love this one. Little Lust out of Kendrick. Ready for that new album, Kendrick? Some water. Mm-hmm. Wait intro to is. Might as well overheat. Too close to comfort. That's not a brush, my favorite rain. I be like a junkies. I just need you to warm me. I'm gonna go with the old Spitcher Game remix with Twista because Crazy Bone murdered this remix. I don't know when take off raps in here, but just know that he's in here. <laughs> I don't know Migos all that well as much, so I don't know which verse is on here. I think they got that from you last episode. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so. <they> got... <laughs> what if he's first? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Let's take Let's a modern day stroll. <laughs> this is the modern day hoe. Last time I checked, we were running. Let they do announce themselves. I'm about they to kind of do it. Offset. Take off. Somebody blowing up. Look, mama phone. Look, nigga, just come get your hoe. Oh. I'm talking paddock on the wrist, but get it going. Dance on the bit. I also, I did hear, though, that people are saying that, um, Take off delivers the best bars on this album. Culture three, yeah, I re-listened to it. I haven't yet. Don't want to do that. I make a movie. I'm going Michael Bay Hunt, Chota Sensei. The way they don't move it, we going motorcade. This is a little R.I.P. too. Let's play the song that Trippy Red has with with Juice World. Speaking of Juice World, I heard some news today. I put that bitch in the back with the Burberry on. Yeah. I put that bitch in the back with the Burberry on. Yeah. And to this day, that little bitch know all my songs. My chopper like kid and play. Put a bullet hole in your afro. Walk in the bank, I'm laughing. No. These niggas square like Madison. No. I ball out like Madison. No. Four quarter shorty, shoot up your party. I'm a different man when I'm off of the money. Used to take five zans to the face in the morning. Now I take perks, my stomach turning. Stop taking perks, my stomach burning. Little Beatles action. Actually, this is a fucking John Lennon song. <laughs> I should probably play one with Paul McCartney. Oh, maybe this is Paul. Oh yeah. I gotta think. 
She's well acquainted with the touch of the velvet hand Like a lizard on a window pane The man in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hotmail boots Lying with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime Soap impression of his wife, which he ate and donated to the National Trust. Every time I hear Endless Love by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross, I think of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark. It's the fucking Zamboni driver singing it to There's him. only <laughs> you in my life. The only thing that's right <laughs> my first love you're I've never even heard of Sage the Gemini but I guess he's got a song with Chris Brown called Baby so let's say, fucking check that out Sage the Gemini. I'm not about to I'm about to <laughs> check it out about to see what the dealio is that was a lot of birthdays but that was going on forever I'm just walking with my baby, styling by my side, looking at me crazy. You ain't got that money, get the fuck up out my way. Stop with all that hot shit. Bitch, what is you saying? I'm still dangerous for no gang gang. I'm just walking with my baby. Okay, we're swearing up. Oh, what a trouble, cool whip. Whole minute on the gram, you know I keep a full clip. Every time I hit. This my favorite. Let's check out Red Nose real quick. Holy shit. All this money on me, and I come take it from a chick. All she tryna do is get naked, naked, naked. And she gon' shake it like a red nose, like 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 a red nose. She gon' shake it. This was all over the radio. I don't even remember. Any yeah, of this was like all over the huh. radio back in Crazy. the day. Well, shout out yeah. to all those people. Happy birthday. Um, but yeah. This beer, I just got done drinking a giant not cup a beer. of shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that is the... That's, uh, that's what the cup I'm drinking out of yep. says. A giant cup of shut the fuck it's up. A little, it's a mug. <laughs> a mug of shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, That was interesting, that drink. So it's kind of like a mojito, right? It's a mixed cocktail, yeah. Uh, So it has like the mint flavor, kind of like the mojito, like mint, but it's whiskey distilled from bourbon. Yeah. Yep. It was interesting. It has like um lemon and mint. Yeah, yeah I was gonna so say you like have a like lemony, like that zestiness to it yeah. with the mint to kind of balance it, like a mojito. Yeah, I guess it'd probably so, be yeah. good if it if it was like super duper cold, like right out the cooler. Because mojito is vodka, right or gin? Is it vodka or gin? I'm ninety percent sure it's vodka. Gin. Yeah, you know what? I don't know actually. Oh, man. That's you a good question. Tell. I really don't know. We need a mixologist <laughs> on this show. Like, sorry guys, I talk about beer. I don't know anything about mixology or wine. I should know that because I made one one time because we used to have a mulberry tree in our backyard, and I was growing mint, so I used the mulberries and the mint for my garden and made a. Oh, we are way off. Uh, <laughs> oh, white rum. Oh, it's rum. Rum, yeah. Sugar, lime juice, soda, oh, yeah, I wa- that. soda water, and mint. Huh, that's hilarious. Um, well, if you knew it, Neil. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I knew it at one point in my life. I just, I guess I had totally forgotten. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty good. What's the APV or what's, how much? Seven, seven three. Point, seven point. No, 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 seven, three, sorry. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Wow. Yep. That's a high one. I like it, I though. mean, so, yeah, I love how it says it. Recycling is dope. 
<laughs> yep. Produced by West Fork Whiskey Co. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana. So right. next, should we go to calling our fathers, or should we go with something old, something new first? Uh, we should probably do the father. Yeah, that. I guess so. Probably right. Yeah, because they're probably gonna want to pass out watching golf at some point. At least I know my golf. dad. Golf. Who the fuck? <laughs> wa- <laughs> Everybody watches golf. I'm my 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 parents do not watch golf. <laughs> Golf is mad popular amongst the dads on Father's Day. It's like a staple of Father's Day. I feel like that's, that might be a white dad thing. I don't <laughs> think so. I think it's just like, like a dad thing, yeah. really. It could <laughs> maybe. All right, let's see here. Actually, call yours first. All right, cool. Call Papa Richter. He's terrible about keeping his phone on him. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Dad. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. It was a great Father's Day. Welcome onto the podcast. You are now our third family member that's been on the podcast. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I feel very privileged for sure. <laughs> and in honor of the podcast, I'm sitting here enjoying a uh, Founders. Uh, I think it's Cherise. It's C E R I S E. It's a cherry flavored ale that is uh my current favorite beer so mm. yeah so it's, it's not a sour you know i'm not a big fan of those sours but uh, right I'm, I'm getting to like those fruit flavored beers for sure yeah i do too for sure um well so, how's your father's day been so far it was a great father's day so started out doing a little golf uh beautiful day came home to the family and had a nice barbecue and uh great company including uh, your presence and yeah. uh, everybody just left so nice uh it was a it was a great day for sure i told e-man before you picked up you're probably settling in right now to watch golf and basketball i and... am I'm watching, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the end of that golf tournament and uh wishing that i could play as good as these guys do knowing it'll never happen but <laughs> on the other hand i don't have to worry about making a living doing it either so yeah that's for sure. probably a lot of enjoyed a lot more than those guys do <laughs> that's for sure and then we can get some more practice in next Friday when we go. Woohoo! That sounds good to me. I like it. But anyhow, since we have you on here, we don't want to keep you too long. We got to call E-Man's father as well. Um, but we want to ask you the same question that we asked Mom uh, when we called on Mother's Day, and that was if you can remember, you know, either one of your favorites or one of your earliest concert memories that you can think of um, from when you were younger. Well, one of my uh, uh, my one of my favorite concerts is going to be the same concert that was your mom's favorite concert, and that's when we saw Earth, Wind, and Fire out at what uh, used to be called Pine Knob. Uh, it was our first uh, music date. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire was kind of like in their peak, and uh, if you've ever seen a show with theirs, man, they just had all kinds of great energy, and uh, we knew all their songs and all that kind of stuff so that was probably my favorite was that the same experience. concert your mom yeah. talked about yeah, yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was so that was uh probably my favorite concert for sure one of my more memorable concerts though uh was when i was in college and uh, believe it or not i saw jethro tull <laughs> and uh i don't i don't know if you know jethro I do. tull's uh music not their know, music well but i know of them he plays yeah. a flute doesn't he he plays a he's a plays a flute. He's a long haired, freaky kind of guy. And uh, <laughs> the the album that they were touring under was Thick as a Brick, and uh, and it was the first concert that I saw that they actually had like a screen behind, you 
know, the concerts showing all these different things going on while they were playing their music. And they had guys coming out in costume going across <laughs> the stage. And, you know, it was the first uh, kind of musical production kind of thing. Now a lot of people, you know, do the screen and all that kind of stuff. But back then that was kind of a, a novel thing. And so that's probably one of my more memorable concerts because it was just so kind of freaky at the time. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. The only the only notable thing that I can think of when it comes to Jethro Toll is I remember there was a lot of like outrage back at like uh it must have been in the the nineties maybe, early nineties when Jethro Toll beat Metallica for best rock album at the Grammys. That was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, that was like the like the old school version of Kendrick and Macklemore. <laughs> like, pretty much. That, yeah, <laughs> everyone was all pissed because they were like, "Who's the, okay, Jethro uh, Tull's not admit, rock and I, roll and all?" That. Yeah, I do like Jethro Tull, but there's no way they were better than Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> I, I share your outrage, even though I don't like Metallica. You know? Yeah, no, I don't oh, listen to Metallica much Metallica. either, but. Yeah. Uh, I yeah used to love them when I was younger. But, I like yeah. old Metallica. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. We, we were yeah. just talking about the anniversary of Saint Anger last week. Yeah, we were week, talking though. about that. Yeah, just Speaking last of week. Which. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, but I, I tell you, and actually, also one of my more memorable concert things was just uh, with you when I went to the E Club and we saw Motet. That yeah. Was, uh, it was just so great to be able to go to a venue that small again and see a group that was that good and that tight on a small stage like that. You yeah, know? I agree. Because everything now is big concert venues, you know, and most of the time you're watching them on the screen, you know, because you're so far away from them that you actually can't see them up close. And uh, uh, that was just the best time I'd had in the concert in a long, long time, just because of that venue and being that close to the musicians. That was know? probably so, also one of the last concerts I saw before uh, COVID hit, because that was just yeah. in... I think the Christmas time of 2019, right? So that yeah. must have been right before, like a couple months before COVID came down. Right, right. Makes me wonder if they're going to, you know, if they bring something back like that, are they going to make people show proof of, you know, immunization or something like that? Because that's such a tight venue. You I'm know? not sure. So, I don't think that they will. I've, we've been out to a yeah. couple places around Detroit so far, and I haven't, no one's asked for my vaccine card or yeah. anything like that yet. They so. legally can't. Ask for your card. Oh, right. yeah, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think yeah, that's right a legal they thing. They can. legally cannot. Yeah. And, and think about it. Even if they did, there'd probably just be a huge market on <laughs> blackmail vaccine cards. Right? I know. Oh, so that was a thing. That, that was yeah, a that, thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. like people were, when they were posting their vaccination, like, hey, I just got my, like, chip or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah, like, people were cool. literally, like, stealing that and making <laughs> cards out of it. It's crazy. I was thinking, you know, uh, we, uh, uh, your mom and I va- uh, volunteered at a lot of these vaccine clinics, and, of course, they have a lot of those blank cards i kind of probably funded my retirement by just stealing a bunch of those and selling them on the black market or something. So. you know i <laughs> i know I that you, they are checking they, them some places though because one of the radio programs i listened to out of new york was giving away uh brooklyn nets tickets um and they were saying they said but listen to the fine details because you will have to present your vaccination card in yeah, order to come yeah. into the game, oh, so yeah, that makes sense for like big events like yeah. that. Yeah, but if you right. just want like a bar, right. I don't see yeah. that happening. And I know yeah. like certain yeah. like I think I think it was Brooklyn too that there were like you know sections. There were sections for people that were vaccinated where it was the Barclays didn't, Center didn't have to yeah, yeah. didn't have to social distance. And then there was sections I mean, for thing, people that yeah things will probably change a little bit because now they show uh, you know if you uh, have had a vaccine even when you're the, even if you're with people who haven't been vaccinated don't have a mask you're probably not at risk those people 
not vaccinated are just putting themselves and their loved ones at risk. They're right. not putting you at risk. So now that that information is out, you yeah. know, probably things will start to kind of open up a little bit. But right. I mean, they you, must feel safe know, about it because two days from now, all that stuff goes out the window, you know, no yeah, more restrictions. Right. They were just and... saying something I read that, um, like people with Pfizer and Moderna were like, I think it was like 800 cases where people were like passing out out of nowhere. Yeah, probably yeah. people that did, had rea- like a, uh, like allergic re- reactions they didn't know they had, I bet. I'm thinking like 800 out of like how many people have been vaccinated at this point? Right. Yeah, so millions, it's just like, a, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like a, just like yeah. a small percentage of that. And, right. you know, well, we've who done, knows uh, we've done at least a dozen of those vaccine clinics and we haven't had anybody have any, you know, kind of serious reactions. Some people get lightheaded and kind of yeah. dizzy and, you know, a couple of people faint, but nothing serious or anything. So yeah. I saying like but, that, you know, going back to those, those small venues, I, I, you know, one of the things that I think cool is cool, Neil, that you, you know, hearing of these groups as they're coming up, because that's your chance to see them in those smaller yeah, venues you know, before they get really big. And then, you know, you have to go to these arenas to see them yep. and all that kind of stuff. Agreed. It's much more enjoyable seeing the music that way, for sure. Oh, it definitely is. When you actually can connect and see and yeah. you know, everyone's there together. Yeah, That's how we do it. Like, oh, you weren't there for that, but Sean and I want to go see Black Pumas. Oh, yeah. Bef- right, right before they got the Grammy. Yeah, and they blew <laughs> up yeah. after that. Like, oh, no up. kidding. You saw oh, them Yeah, we saw them at, uh, yeah, uh, Sean and I, we went to go see Black Pumas at uh, St. Andrew's Hall. St. Andrew's Hall. Oh, was it? Kidding? Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. That would have been something. It was like right, yeah. I think like a month before they won their Grammy and then yeah. they blew oh, up right man. after that. That color song. Is Joyner Lucas too. That was another one. I, oh, yeah. I got we, snuck I, that in. That was me, you, and me. And Ron. And you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was sweet. But anyways, we got a lot to cover still, so I just wanted to call and All check right. in with you, but we will let you get yeah, back to and, uh, relaxing. Thanks for the great, great, great Father's Day and uh, I've been turning in your uh, podcast and you, man, I was telling Neil, for me, it's so much better that you guys are playing samples of the music that you're talking about. So for me, it makes it a lot more enjoyable because I don't know the artists like you do. So right. it's really cool to be uh, able to hear samples of the kind of music that they play and all that kind of stuff. But for uh, for someone like me, it makes the podcast a lot more enjoyable. So keep that going. Yeah, we're, 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 we're just playing smaller clips I'm just now trying, so we don't get flagged. I am doing my, <laughs> we're doing our best trying not to get flagged from Universal Music Group because they have been right, on our right. behinds lately. Yeah. So that's don't play too much. Right, just, yeah. Just enough. I'm Which not, is right. Eric, it's kind can of like we beep a good... out the name, by the way. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to mention it just to be safe. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll give it a beep on that. <laughs> but at least that yeah. it's kind of a good and a bad thing. It's bad that they're flagging us, but good because someone's paying attention to us. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's right. So nobody's noticing it anyway. So and keep those reviews of those girls going, man, because I love it. So <laughs> we'll do. Yeah. yeah. So all right, you guys have a great podcast. Uh, again, thanks for the Father's Day shout out. Yep, we'll, uh, happy talk Father's to you guys Day. Later. Sounds good, All Dad. Right. I'll talk to you. All righty. Bye bye. Bye. All right. So disclaimer: uh, <laughs> my my dad does not celebrate Father's Day or really any holiday for that matter. Right. But I do want to call him to show him some love anyway. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. Uh, I think he's. I think he just left dinner with my sister. So I thought you were gonna say I think he's gonna tell me to fuck off, but he might actually. He he genuinely might. <laughs> we'll see. Let's find out. He knows I'm calling, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> hey man. Hey, what's up, Dad? Gotcha. You got you, are you on the you in the Bluetooth right now? You sound kind of staticky. 
Yeah, if you can't, like, yeah, it sounds like kind of. Oh, we just hung up. <laughs> give, give it a second. Uh, can you, hey, can we throw that trap, uh, that trap thing in there, like last trap last Jeopardy? Week? Yeah, that shit was fire. <laughs> that was super <laughs> hilarious. There he is. Never mind. We're good. Hey, can you hear me now? I can hear you a lot yeah, better. Yep. Oh, we had the windows down. I forgot about that. I told you we just got to have a few drinks. Oh, Dad, you you are the fourth family member we had on this show by yep. phone. <laughs> just <Yeah. one. laughs> I do want to talk to you because I know you're a big Elvis fan. First of all, right? Oh, what? Elvis, okay. Yep. <laughs> so, what got you into Elvis? I'm just curious because I never asked you that. Uh, because Elvis was cool, and Elvis knew how to sing the women and get them, and uh, then he they they used to call it gyrate back in the day. They X-rayed, uh, X-rayed They had uh, censored him from the waist down. They wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him perform from the waist down. They had uh, uh, canceled a lot of his concerts, and he used to. That's why I got rolled up my sleeves from from him, man. If you look at his movies, he always had his sleeves rolled up. He always <laughs> had a swag to him. <laughs> yeah, he was cool, man. And the way he, you know, he was he was into karate. Uh, he loved women. <laughs> Always got the girl. Every movie he played in, the one that he started in there with, uh, he wound up picking it with him. Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I know one other oh, thing yeah. too. One other thing too, because I know you worked a lot of security, like security for like a lot of like clubs and bars and stuff like that. And I know oh, you. Yeah. I know you met like a lot of like artists. Who do you think would be like one of your favorite like concerts you saw, or like or somebody you had kicked it with? Oh man! Oh. Wow. Samuel Jackson was one of the nicest ones that I've met, though. I think he was. He was you said Samuel Jackson. Yeah, one of the <laughs> that's, nicest that's guys awesome. that I met. And uh, I met what's the dude's name? Uh, dang, what is his name? Uh, Cracker. Oh, Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah, he, he was real cool. Yeah, he was real cool. Uncle Cracker. Yeah, he was real He's from cool. Michigan, isn't he? Uncle, is he from? Is I he from so. Michigan? Yeah, because I think he was uh, Kid Rock's DJ coming up. That yeah, I met when tracks. I met, I met <laughs> Pat Joe. You said He's who? He's the one I could. Elijah Adams and all. Then when I met them downtown, at this security downtown, I met a lot. I met so many people. It wasn't funny. But Fat Joe's the only one that stands out, really, because when I did security for Fat Joe <laughs> at the uh, Club International, Club International on uh, Fort Street, and it tripped me out how the guys, these Mexican guys, pushed the women out out the way to get to him. And all of them trying to hand him a fifth of Hennessy and all of this stuff, man, to get on stage. I'm having to throw people off stage. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the women the getting a fat joke for real? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. That's the one. That, I mean, I'm throwing dudes. I, I, I was expecting to throw women on, not the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was up? Uh, I'm doing the most. 
I'm gonna say, did you uh like? Is there a concert like just not even working it, but like just going to and experiencing it as like a fan? Like, is there like a concert that you say like will be like your favorite or most memorable? Honestly, I you know with my wives I had, I could say that, but I didn't like to go because I couldn't enjoy it because I was always in security mode, you know, always thinking defense, you know, and looking around trying to I couldn't enjoy myself like I wanted to, to relax and say, hey, let somebody else handle it. So I was all, I, I can't really, you know, I don't know. It was just difficult for me. I got you. I have been doing it so many years till when I go into a club, all I just look around and try to observe what I'm doing and looking around and I just couldn't enjoy myself like I wanted to. Got you. What about the what about uh just like music coming up? Because like, I know I mean obviously I know Elvis, but like what type of like what was like your say like your out al- like the most the last album you remember buying like at a store? <laughs> you already know. Was it Elvis? <laughs> was it Elvis? <laughs> Which, wait, what album was it? Don't be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> uh for sure. All right. Yeah. Don't be cruel, but a heart that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, one of my favorite albums. Cool. All right, uh, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, I'll probably I'll hit you up out the way uh, when I get out of here. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, All right. We'll see ya. See ya. Right. Take care. All right. You as well. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I've got Michigan? it pulled up right now. Actually, dude. So there's a couple funny things about. <laughs> so Uncle Cracker has kids apparently, and his kids are now in their own group, and they in a pop group, and the name of their pop group is Crackers with Attitude. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Holy God. shit, that's amazing! <laughs> Can we play something? Can we please play something? I'll look it up right now. <laughs> crackers with Crackers attitude. with Attitude. Straight oh, out geez. of Clemens. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold on. Uncle Cracker. Let me just copy and paste this because oh it's spelled all weird. So you it says, might not be on you the said, What is it called? What's the group called? <laughs> Crackers with Attitude. And what's the genre? Uh, it says pop. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Please be on the streaming. Please be on the if streaming. If not, I gotta find YouTube. There's gonna be some YouTube shit. It's like is it like Damn. Some, is like some Chet Hanks type shit it like has about to, to happen. Uh, it must be YouTube because I don't see any else. Is it spelled like regular crack is or it's, is it's, it K A? It's with a K. <laughs> Crackers wit attitude. Let's see. Oh my god, yes. I have a music music video. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this Let's is gonna be amazing. I, I'm excited. Nine minutes long. We're not going to sit for the whole Definitely nine, not. but <laughs> we'll get a little bit of it. I got to see this shit. Oh, my God. Look at these guys. <laughs> Is this even it? Damn, fool, you look 
fucked up. Definitely is his kid. Sounds exactly like it. Yo, dog, I see if you want to go get a beer. I got some bitches back at the pad. Fuck him on the butthole, you know what I'm saying? This whole aesthetic is killing me right now. I don't remember what happened last night. They dressed up in bandanas. They got fake face tats. I feel like we're doing. I feel like we're doing a disservice to Judy right now. Yeah, we gotta stop this shit. I'm getting offended. I'm getting offended here. We gotta stop that. All right, hold on. We gotta get to. Let's see if there's music. Let's see if there's actual music. Jesus Christ. Oh yes. I'm living the life. The only way is up. So cheers with me and chug your fucking cup. Yeah, motherfucker. Come out. That's not like some ICP shit, to be honest with you. Like, just like the production wise. <laughs> but yeah, no, it Besides was somebody in that field. That, <laughs> it, that's how he did get his start, though. He was uh, DJing for Kid Rock. Was um, it Kid Rock? Okay. Yeah. And he, yeah, from Mount Clemens, as Eric said. Um, but yeah, that is fucking hilarious. But anyways, moving on because we gotta fucking get uh, rolling here um, to something old, something new. Um, and I will. You already you know what's coming up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I got this mint condition cocktail in my system. We about to pump this up. <laughs> there we go. <sighs> Something, something, no, whoa, something, something, new, 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 Oh, man, I love it. Um, But, yeah, so I can't remember who went first last week. Did Was it me or you? Do you remember? Uh, oh, you know what? I did because it was I started you. off with Bowie. Yep. Um, so I will let you kick it off with something old this you know, week. I got a couple, man. I'm going to talk right. about one specifically because they're uh, celebrating. It's a couple of album anniversaries I do want to talk about real quick, but there's one in particular we're going to play here. But one of my favorite days in hip-hop, especially from like somebody who loves the blog era, was this past Friday, eight years ago in 2013, uh, three really great blog era like albums came out that I fucking love to death. Yeezus. Mm-hmm. Watching movies with the sound off. Yep. And Born Center all came out on the same day. Damn. That, that's first. I do like I'm I'm play a little bit of Yeezus off of that okay. one for sure. Uh because you know Kanye's birthday just passed. So definitely want to give him a little love on that. Uh also I want to talk Thank Me Later turned eleven. Think Me Later's already 11? Yeah. Well, wow. you know, Drake won Artist of the Decade at the Billboard, so I guess that tracks yeah. for the yeah, time, right? right? Yep. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, yeah, that was like one of my favorite, like, just genuinely days. So I remember I was uh, I was living in Canton at the time, me and my roommate. We were we were like, oh, man, Kanye, Kanye, I was about to be great. And this is coming off of, uh, I think, what was the one he dropped right before Yeezus? Was it My, uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Yes. Okay. So this is like coming off there, and that was that's still probably my favorite Kanye album to this day. Mm-hmm. So I hear Yeezus, and like we were talking about, fucking hated it at first. Yeah. <laughs> like we were talking, like we were talking about earlier. It's just one of those effects. Is like, all right, these like weird produ- like experimental production just kind of threw me off and stuff like that. I know like Daft Punk did a lot of yeah. like, beats for it, and Travis Scott probably did a lot of it too. Yep. I think at the time. Uh, yeah, man, it was. Whew. This album has grown a lot for me. In general, so did Born. I mean, Born Center, I always loved, and watching movies with sound off still my favorite Mac album. But yep. yeah, like uh, going to Yeezus, though, 
I kind of want to play Bound 2, but that's not the one. <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen talks go. about that in his book, by the way. It's hilarious. Oh, with him and Franco yeah. on the, in the video? Yep. He talks about <laughs> the whole experience of meeting Kanye and how Kanye wanted them to perform that at his wedding and all that. Did you hear... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about Seth Rogen in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, off of Yeezus, let's go with Black Skinhead. No, fuck that. Let's go with On Sight. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's go off the, um, with the intro, baby. You know what's funny too about this album is now the reason that E Man was just talking about why he wasn't sure about it in the beginning is now the reason why I like it uh, now. Like I like the beats more than I like Kanye's rapping on this album. Quite honestly, it's fucking crazy. But I yeah, mean, hit- you got to fact check Black Skinhead like a few times. Keep it three hundred, like the Romans. That was oh for sure not the Romans. <laughs> yeah, that that was the Spartans. Uh, but it's okay. <laughs> but I but we love you, Kanye. Dude, that might need to be an episode. That might need to be one of Just our fact funny- checking. Rappers? No. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. Like, so because that's happened. That's not the first time that's happened. I got happened. a bunch of Dude, fact checks. Okay, I can we, do. Need, we, we, need, we should we should talk got about this. Mad fact checks. <laughs> we'll get into game, this. Good... Like the game pissed off my nerdum with that Tyler the Creator track so much uh, that when he said, Mar- "I'm mad God that DC anymore. overlooked me because Captain America straight pussy." Uh, Captain America's Marvel, Marvel. was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America's Marvel. <laughs> awesome. But anyways, yeah. So without further ado, here is On Sight by Kanye West. What a crazy ass beat. Yeezy season approaching, fuck whatever y'all been hearing, fuck what fuck whatever y'all been wearing, a monster about to come alive again, soon as I pull up and park the bins, we get this bitch shaking like Parkinson's, take my number and lock it in. And I know she like chocolate men. She got more niggas off than Cochrane. Huh? <laughs> on sight. <laughs> on sight. You say you didn't like his rap, and I'm like, ooh, he has, he has some bars in here. That was pretty barry. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> well, anyways, um, keeping in the vein of celebrating uh, black artists for Juneteenth and also gay artists for Pride Month, I went with an uh, album that's heralded in the LGBTQIA uh, community. Um, because it was kind of her, not coming out, but it kind of like let people in a little bit more to her. Um, and that's Billie Holiday's Lady in Satin. Um, a lot of people didn't know that Billie Holiday was bisexual. Um, she kind of hid that in the beginning of her career because she was singing a lot of, you know, jazz standards that were written for her, typically about men. And, um, it was this album. Mind you, in that time, uh, anything dealing with being gay or bi oh, yeah. or anything like that. I mean, then trans wasn't really even like, yeah, you know, we're talking, like you know, big as it is 50s, now yep. until, yeah, in the 50, that shit was mm-hmm. real taboo. Right. For so. sure. Exactly. And, and Billie Holiday lived a real tumultuous life, you know, like she was in and out of jail. Um, she was a big time smoker and a big time drinker. I just and watched that, uh, use. I just watched that movie the actually. Billie, yeah. With, uh, Andre Day. Andre Day yeah. 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 I just watched it like. Two weeks ago. It's great, but it's really depressing at the same time because you're like, man, she really went through the ringer. Um, and that's what people, actually critics say about this album um, is that it's kind of the decline of her um, singing voice, which is their um, 
they're negative about the album because you know she could, you could really tell that she had was just weathered by then you know smoking a ton and drinking a ton so you could definitely hear it in her voice and her you know upper register wasn't as strong anymore but what critics loved about the album is how raw and emotional she was in it and it was the last album she put out before she passed away um of cirrhosis of the liver um but the reason people pointed it out as being um a big deal in the gay community is because she was picking she did some covers on here and she was picking songs by frank sinatra and songs that um lyrically were singing about women and she left the lyrics alone and sang them as as is and um that was kind of like her way of a little bit kind of like coming out a little bit um but yeah so that's why i wanted to go with lady in satin by billy holiday and the song that i'm going to play for you guys is one that um it's pretty interesting because i was reading the producer when he originally heard her cut of it he was really upset about how she sounded on it until he heard the final mix and really dialed into uh, uh, the emotion that she was tapping into. And then he turned around and like had a completely different reaction, almost like what E-Man and I were talking about in the beginning. Like He didn't like it at first, and then he ended up being his favorite song on the album. So uh, here's it's a little... It's crazy how that shit works, it's right? It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. So here's a little bit of I'm a, Fool for, or I'm a Fool to Want You by Billie Holiday off of Lady in Satin. Hey. To want you I'm a fool To want you Definitely hear that rasp in her voice To want a love That can't be true A love that's there I almost feel like a lot more pain Definitely I mean, she definitely went through the ringer, you know. I mean, she had was in abusive relationships, and you know, fam. This goes into what we talked about a few episodes back about the artists like depressing music is good music, or you know, like makes the best music. I hate that shit. (laughs) I I, I love it, but I hate it. It's from the artist brain. It's just like, Uh, why is that, man? And, you know, you guys go listen to a couple. I I don't know. I forgot what episode it was. I'll check that out in a little bit. Mm. We can throw that in the description for the pod. It's funny that you just mentioned that, too, because I was literally just listening to, I don't know if you're familiar with the comedian Andrew. Oh, you are, obviously, because he's on Dave. Uh, Andrew Santino. Um, who the plays gen- the manager the and ginger guy, right? Yep, yep. I love how he did his whole ginger. <laughs> you were like, We're the last, we're the last race <laughs> yeah. that's socially acceptable to make fun of. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> fucking hilarious. That was brilliant, by the way. Um, but, anyways, he's got his own pos- podcast called the Whiskey Ginger Podcast, and he had Howie Mendel on there, and they were talking about that, and they were talking about how, you know, comedy is, you know, this thing that cures, like, cures people. You know, laughter is the best medicine for people, but. Most time, the people that are telling the jokes are the most tormented people. You know what I mean? You ever like, seen where the it's sad all clown like tragedy. Panic? Yeah, that's what. He, yeah, that's exactly what panic. they start talking yeah. about. Yep, comedy and tragedy. Um, and he was talking about like how you know the the feeling you get when you're performing on stage is phenomenal, but the second that that's over and you're backstage, it's almost like a giant crash, and you're back to you know what brought you on stage in the first you remember, place. remember, um, and I think we watched this together, but like the new, se- the new series of uh, The Twilight Zone? 
we I just watched remember, the one episode with you. Yeah, yep. remember we watched the one with uh Kamal Nadiani? Yes, yes, yes. And he was the comedian and then he just get whatever he gives to the crowd, that was the crowd. Yep. That's how I think of like art. That's yeah, how I think of what artists up. do. Like think of like Eminem, for instance. Like everything when he went his mom and his relationship, like stuff like that. Like, dude, you can never be like a normal guy ever again. I nope. think about that shit all the fucking time. Oh yeah, like, for sure. You 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 literally have put your whole life into this and there's really no coming back out of mm-hmm. it with you know like coming as a normal person yeah. like an average dude so artists talk about that yeah. all the time once you release it it's no longer your own it's it's for public consumption yep. now it's theirs you know so yeah i know what you mean that's it's, crazy it's a deep thing man definitely is uh also 25 year anniversary of blink 182's dude ranch oh I dude throw that out there too that was the first album by them i had i think that was their first album period yeah Yep, I think so. Um, I love I loved Blink One Eighty Two. That was my first concert in nineteen ninety eight. <clears throat> Not to age myself a little bit, but <laughs> I think that was the last concert I went to at DTE. Oh that yeah, was my last DTE. No, it wasn't. Never mind. No, I wasn't. saw them <laughs> there still... right when it switched from Pine Knob to DTE. Um, I think I was in middle school. I think I was in eighth grade, and they were making fun of it. They were like, "Ooh, we're we're not pine knob anymore. We're energy people. We're DTE." That that, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. But um, anyways, did you have another something old, or are we moving on into something new? Uh, Dude Ranch, I guess. Oh yeah, Dude, Dude Ranch. Ranch. Oh yeah, let's play, yeah. let's play a little something. Yeah, we can play. Let's play some. Damn it. Yeah, for sure. Damn it. I, I, Shout out to Lindsay. I, that was like Is one it? of the first songs I tried to learn how to play on guitar. Which actually, in this song, this this predates Travis Barker. Travis Barker wasn't in the group yet. Nope, it was, it was a different drummer. DeLong and... Uh, I forget what the n- other drummer was. I think Travis Barker joined... Um, what was the one with the hot uh, nurse on the cover? Animal of the State. Animal of the State, yeah. I think he joined around that time. But anyways, here's Damn It by Blink-182. God, this makes me feel nostalgic right off the opening. 97, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I was six when this came This season is falling. Your pictures are falling down. I can't believe it. that all just popped right back in my head. I really love it. It's long. like riding a bike. <laughs> Damn, I wish we had a video. Well, we're here. Also, the middle base, the timing, the structure. Did you hear who fucked her? Daily, a book short. I'm writing the report. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go listen to Blink 182 now. <laughs> oh man, all right. You know, so- I saw them when I saw them at uh, DTE. I didn't. It wasn't with uh, the long. It was Matt Skiba because it was at. It, oh, okay. it was after California came out. Okay, so. Yeah, I didn't Dude, it turns out email. everyone that you know, it's crazy that everyone thought Tom DeLonge was a nut job. Now he turns out that he's not so nuts, you know, with all the f- new information about UFOs and aliens and shit coming to no. to a whole. No, however, I will not prefer Angels and Airways over Blink One Eighty Two. No, me neither. However, I've seen them. Yeah, Angels and Airways. How yeah. are they? Uh, they're pretty sweet, actually. Um, I thought we know. You know what? I lied. I didn't see Angels and Airways. I saw Boxcar Racer. Ah, got That's it. who it was. It was an eighty-nine X stole Christmas. Um, show. Yeah, it was Boxcar Racer. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I guess we can move along into. Not there's something. anything against the Angels and Airways, by the way. I no, just, not, not at all. It's just not yeah, for some me. Some people personally. fucking love them. Yeah. I know they're super popular. So, um, yeah, so let's transfer into something new. 
which I had a couple for. I gotta, I'm gonna fire I'm, off some I'm shit. There's one I didn't finish, but I, I really liked the direction it was going. I'm gonna go with the one I'm, I'm, you're probably not familiar with. Okay. Oh wait, that's back on you anyway. I think. Oh yeah, you're right. It's back on you anyway. Um. Okay, so I will kick it off, and I mean, it's probably no surprise the one that I'm gonna go with here, starting it off, because I talk about her on this podcast all the time because I'm obsessed. Her? And it is definitely her. Um, <laughs> you talk about her yeah. all the time? <laughs> <Yep>. ah. <laughs> Technically, this is her debut album because the last one was two EPs that they put in together to make one album. So this is officially her first like debut album as her. You know, she's been performing forever. She was Gabby Wilson before she was her, you know, as a kid when she like won some kind of talent contest or whatever. But, man, this – no bullshit, and it's not just because I'm a big-ass fucking fan of hers – this is in my album of the year running. I can't definitively say that it is my favorite yet because I still have to sit with some of the newer albums that came out. And also, we're supposed to get, you know, a couple other sweet ones. I'm really waiting There's on this. There's some bangers on this album. There's some shit we've heard before, too, Whew. on this album, though. Because I know, like, the that Bryson Tiller track, for instance, that was on DJ Khaled's album. Yeah, that was on DJ Khaled's album. Damage uh, has been out for a minute. Slide's been out for a minute. Slide's been out for a minute. I think that, that's part of the deluxe, because it looks like they put that at the end, the DJ Khaled one and Slide. Is it, it doesn't say deluxe. It doesn't though. say deluxe, but... Mm. Maybe no, it, I think it's an algorithm thing. I think definitely. because like the song's been out for a minute yep. is to help the album sales. Good call. So that's a, that was a label decision, That's definitely for sure. what that is. You're right. Good call. Um, but, I mean, there's... So much amazingness on here. For one, um, the standouts that I thought, I thought Ty Dolla Sign and her sounded great together. I like the on Corday back of my mind. The Corday track is awesome. Um, the, and it's produced by Hit Boy too. Hit Boy is just on a tear right now, and that's that shit hits so different when you're when you're listening to this R and B album, and all of a sudden you hear Hit Boy. <laughs> um, but anyways, the song with Little Baby, I didn't expect that one. They're both rapping on it, and it sounds great. Um, I'm big, big fan of the Marvin Gaye vibe of Bloody Waters featuring Thundercat. Thundercat. Yeah, it's actually produced by um, um, Katrinata as well. Cheat uh, Code was dope, too. Cheat Code was amazing. Come Through by Chris Brown's been out for a little bit already. Um, yeah, anyways, I you already know how much I love her. I guess I could just get to playing her. Let's see, what do I want to play? Let's play Bloody Waters with her, her and Thundercat, because that shit is awesome. Dope. Here's a little bit of Bloody Waters by her, Thundercat, and Katrinata, and I think Jeff Giddy also was producer on it, too, who's done a bunch of awesome stuff. That's kind of like a Marvin Gaye vibe to me. Cool too to hear Thundercat and kind of like a more downplayed, um, like bass part in there because I was expecting you know, I saw a Thundercat feature, I was expecting to hear him singing and doing the crazy ass Thundercat shit that he does, but that was kind of sweet that downplayed deep bass, groovy bass line. So, yeah, that was my first something new. I have two and then two Lucy's, but I'll go to E Man first. I got a few Lucy's as well. Um, should I go with my Lucy's or should I go with my album first? I'm gonna go with the album you're not familiar with. Okay. And I didn't I didn't finish this album, but I really liked where it was going. 
Uh, it's from an artist I've never heard of before, but sometimes I like to pick on shit because the album art is cool. And this album art reminds me of ever like for this is ninety baby nineties baby stand up, uh, kids next door that used to be on Cartoon Network. It actually reminds me of this treehouse that used to uh, they used to camp out at and do their secret missions and shit. <laughs> but the album is called Super Cool Treehouse by Seth Sentry. <laughs> uh, he reminds me he has like a this like nerdcore like vibe to him, but still got some bars. Kind of reminds me of like a British version of Little Dicky almost in a way. Interesting. It, it's, it's very interesting. And I'm it's kind of a cool album art. art yeah, cover that's what I said. And yeah. I'm like I'm picking this because of the album artwork. Uh, I got halfway through the album. It's pretty great so far, to be honest <laughs> with you. It's, very, it's a really interesting vibe to it. <laughs> the, I the sat with it. Kind of funny. That's that's what made me. That was another thing that made me pick it. I'm like, so yeah. Uh, and we say this all the time: album artwork and titles and shit. That'll get yep. you far. Gatorade Bong is the last song. <laughs> I, I like the Tiger King one. Yeah, I saw uh, that, that one. No, I've i listened to that. That song is great. Oh, okay. Gatorade Bong. I mean, we've all been there before. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> allegedly, uh, Blue Shell. So that's an ode to you know the Mario Super Mario. That's what oh I like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Oh, the Blue Shell. Yeah, that's get the best get the show. get the number one. Uh, mm. get the number one spot. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> nah, it was this has been a solid project. I am going to rock with. Go Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever. Yeah, Castlevania. All right, so here is Cabin Fever uh, by Seth Century off of Super Cool Treehouse. Uh, Shit, I lost it. Here we go. Oh, man. Everybody fucking sucks, huh? (laughs) Uh, it's 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 a shame, really. Now do I think there's anybody better? Gee, I doubt it nope. I do this every week and there ain't nothing weak about it yeah. She told me you should whisper something sweet before you hit it okay. You need to shave your bush cause I ain't trying to beat around it I don't know where <laughs> I check the mic like a prostate No I stay frosty like a cupcake No Taking rappers out like Damn. a lunch date Oh for fuck's sake a, Sorry these are kinda lazy I was up ad-lib. late Not case Woke up in another fucking drug haze Bloodstains all around the place fucking Mondays I tried to squeeze the body in the boot of my Hyundai But I don't got the trunk space Fuck, I knew I should've upgraded from the hatchback Now I'm standing at the bus stop Looking unfazed Duct taped the body to a tree and gave it sunshades Trying to hide behind a newspaper But my face is on the front page like, you going Dude, he kind of, it's like So he sounds like Little Dicky But he raps like Eminem in the 90s Like really like violent but descriptive imagery but it's like it's funny. funny. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> like, Eminem was a lot of times funny in the beginning. I mean, Eminem still so tries to pull that off. Yeah, though. for sure. He just takes himself a little too seriously <laughs> nowadays. But that's awesome, dude. I kind of like that. He does sound a lot like Little Dicky, though. Like his the, the just the way it sounds. And then he he has a lot of that like nerdcore bars in there, yeah, and he has a lot of comedy bars. When it, I yeah. actually really enjoyed it, it's definitely a nice switch up. That British accent, no, was an awesome ad lib. It's like definitely. You were <laughs> like, I'm gonna let you go, but it's definitely a nice switch up for the next something new I'm gonna have. <laughs> for but, sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, so. My next something new, uh, I had one more and then a couple Lucy's, but um, it's actually Goldlink's new album. Haram. Haram. So. Which is definitely um, a big switch from the last album. You know what's wise. interesting about the. So, you know the what Haram means, right? No. And I was going to ask, like, I don't know if it looked this up. Is it Goldlink uh, Arabic? Or I don't know. Maybe. Is that, what, is that what so it is? So, Haram, like, I don't know if you. Did you ever finish, uh, what was that show? Rami? I haven't yet. Dude, so, is that on Hulu? Yeah. 
Both kids in their own. Yeah. Yes, All right. So yeah, we digress. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so Haram, like what it is, and this is like from um, you know if anybody uh, from Arabic or Muslim community want like chime in, listen to the show, you tell me if I'm wrong or not. But Haram, what it is, is pretty much like uh, something that goes against you know the culture. So say for instance, like eating pork would be haram or gelatin for instance which is one of my big struggles right there mm. uh yeah so pretty much anything that's not kosher you know or anything that's not going by the uh quran oh okay so that's good that, to know so that's that's i thought it was an interesting album title and then i listened to the album and I, and this is here something new so i won't take away from no, that you're good, you're good. but i listened to the album and i'm like this is some of the most spacey shit it i've is. heard of all time. like he is definitely on some experimental like production like it's yep. like really like distant and really kind of like Jesus like almost totally. in a way like with like for that time but yeah uh, almost like Igor in a way too because he's got a Igor, lot yeah. of effects on his voice I noticed yeah that album. too yeah it's, it is definitely different from Dispora for yeah, sure like definitely by a long shot but the cool thing and the thing that I really that I wanted to point out about this album the most at least catches my attention um is Gold Link to me is modern day world music I think he picks features so well um, and they're typically not, you know, well-known American artists. A lot of the times they're Caribbean artists, they're, you know, um, Afrobeat artists, um, people that you might not have heard before that give, you know, it's just a feeling of music from all over the world. And I, I think that's really, really cool, and I think Goldlink's great at it. Um, a song that I thought was pretty cool off of here, which is actually featuring, an Amer- I think she's American, but she's popular in America at least. Um, she might actually be British, but anyways, it's featuring Santa Gold. Uh, the song is called Young and Lethal Trash, which I thought was pretty cool. The beat is fucking weird, so that's what kind of caught my attention. So here's a little bit of that. I was uh, correct on the Haram definition, by are, the way. It, mean, it means forbidden. Oh, okay. Which also like got me down a wormhole, and it is Haram to pet a dog, actually. Hmm. Didn't I know that? But, yeah. That's weird. Uh, anyway, <laughs> go back to Gold Link. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so here's a little bit of Gold Link for you. Um, Wild and Lethal Trash featuring Santa Gold off Haram. up i'll kick it back over to e-man all right so i went in a totally different direction for this next something new uh one of my favorite trap artists period who i uh (laughs) i i'm still really happy about his evolution just in music in general like from you know where he started to kind of where he is now but still kind of keeps his 
keeps uh, his own staying vibe to it. And now he has his own label where he put on artists. I think like Pooh Shiesty and like oh, a shit. bunch of other people like came out under like a uh, label. But I want to go with Ice Daddy by Gucci Mane. I did happen to listen to. Ooh, I haven't heard that Man, one yet. Man, it is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, album is this dude stays working by the way too. Gucci puts out a bunch of projects a year. Like he put out what three last year. This is his first one of the year so far. So I guess he's slacking a little bit, but still not slacking for Gucci. Uh, I got Project Pat, E Forty, Two Change, Young Dolph, Little Uzi Vert, Little Baby, Pusha T on a couple tracks. Sir Mix a Lot is on a track. Big walk, yeah. He's on the second track with Pusha T. <laughs> That's actually the song I was gonna play anyway. That's crazy. Uh, this cover's hilarious. Big dumb, yes, yes, it is. It's an iced out baby. Burr. Ten Burr. seventeen brick squad. Uh, Pee Wee Long. Yes, he's on his. Uh, I think he's on that same label too. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. It's another dope Gucci project. You know, Gucci's from that blog era. From the mix, he came from the mixtapes too. I'm glad to see him still doing shit in 2021. Fucking got, he went vegan, got married. Like, it's fucking crazy to see, like, to see, like, and I always think about people like, uh, say, for instance, like a Pop Smoke mm -hmm. or like a King Von or something like that. Like, these street artists, kind of like in that same wheelhouse as like a Gucci or a Jeezy or a T.I. or something like that. But you got to see Gucci, T.I., and Jeezy grow up. I wonder what Pop Smoke or King Von or some of these other guys would do had they still be around, like, say, like, at age 40. Yeah. I age mean, 35, 40. You know that most of them would And 35 is not even fucking old, by the way. Right. But you know that they would pop. have probably matured. Some of, them, some of them do, some of them don't. You know, you got your peoples that go the, the Gucci route, the Jay-Z route, then you got people like Lil Wayne who stay... Lil Wayne's also Stuff. 33, though, but no, he's, he's but he's still an OG. He's not 33. <laughs> no, no, not 30. I'm sorry. Not 33. I apologize. He's in his 30s, though. Yeah. He's, he's still but, in his 30s. But he's probably he's probably close to 40 now. But still, I mean, he's been around forever. He's been drinking and drugging. 38. 38? Wow, that's crazy that he's still only 38. Yeah, I'm going to say, Lil Wayne's still, yeah. It's so uh, nuts. I mean, Lil Wayne's also put on, like, <laughs> several fucking people. One of them being, oh, like, yeah, the biggest sure. artist of this generation, or of this, uh, this decade, but yeah. Damn, I cannot find this damn sample on here. Oh well, I'll find it later, I guess. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Gucci Mane album. Yeah, which one sure. do you want to go with? Let's go with Posse on Boulder Crest. With the one with with, with Sir Mix a lot. Sir Mix a lot. Push Ice. Another. Oh, yeah. Did you see he was uh, he got arrested recently? Actually. Uh. Like yeah, I did hear about. Yeah, that. Yeah. So you know, oh, hopefully so that works out for him. But yeah, I just want. Pooh Shiesty sounds a lot like Gucci to me, and it makes sense that they're under like the same like he signed them and stuff like yeah. that. Cause I I see the influence like big time. So yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Pooh Shiesty, shout out to Gucci. Hopefully well, without goes further well. ado, here's a little bit of P Posse on Boulder Crest featuring Pooh Shiesty and Sir Mix a Lot. Sir Mix a Lot was probably excited to get that phone call. Was this Mike Will? That's what Mike Will. Sounds like it. That was a Mike, Mike Will. Will yep. Like, uh, yeah. 
Me and my gang at home away from home And I already found them in the backseat on the phone It's calling up the posse, it's time to get the ripping And if they get the tripping, then we shoot like the pistons Everybody licking, if you jealous, turn around These 26 inches got us so high off the ground The Forgiano rims, the skinniest of tires My system sounding good, but I need the volume higher The mic will kick drum, make the bitches get dumb Rolling rolls rushes so the jealous wanna get some Every time we do this, these niggas wanna battle I'm the man they love to hate, the richest one in East Atlanta Picked up the posse, of 34 and Gresham Headed up the boat to Chris, we bout to start flexing The phantom kinda crowded, the front was leaning back Scotty in the bird, he got two bitches in his mouth I'm Martin Luther King, the set look kinda dead We need a new street, so posse move ahead You know what I mean? Like, like him and Gucci sound At first I thought it was... Why, and that's a little key why I can't get into Pooh Shicey just because he sounds too much like I do love the Back in Blood song though. Yeah. I do love that song. But I can't, he just sounds too much like Gucci to me. I have to like distance myself from the two. Yeah. Almost, at, at first, enjoy it. At first I thought it was Gucci, but it wasn't as extra as Gucci is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm it was say, a Gucci had like an extra like swag to <laughs> yeah, it. Like, yeah. I gotta check my <laughs> camera. <laughs> Gucci also sometimes reminds me of Mike Jones a little bit. But just a little bit, just in the way that they're sounding voice a little bit. Who came out first, actually? Mike Jones probably came out first. When did Icy come out? Because Icy was in middle school and Mike Jones was in middle school for me. So they might be around the same same time, time, to be honest. Yeah, you might be right. But, uh, yeah, anyways, moving along, I have two Lucy's. So I'll rock one, kick it over to E-Man, and then I'll rock the other one. Um, The first one is... Um, the single that I appreciate a lot more th- out of Isaiah Rashad, I think this headshots f- uh, for the locals is um, a way doper vibe. This is kind of the Isaiah music that I like the most. So here's a little bit of that for you. Cannot wait for this album. Can you come to Henry's after you're done? Yeah. All right, for sure. I got a jam. I kind of like how it um, has the same kind of feel as that For the Squad song because it's um, kind of like a play on that same yeah. one. This one's For the for Locals. The, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, it's, kind of, it's the same uh, little parenthesis. Yeah, thing for sure. And it's there. the same kind of like vibe to the beat, that low, that chilled out thing. So, anyways, kick it over to E Man because he's got a Lucy as well. Mm-hmm. And this is an album. By the way, shout out to Pigeons and Planes for even fucking acknowledging this. Uh, this wormhole. <laughs> and I think I texted you about this a long, like a while ago. Which one? So, uh, the theory, the theory about <laughs> Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies and Tyler the Creator. There is a theory. There is a whole theory this here with funny. these. Every time, every year, a Fast and the Furious movie comes out. Tyler the Creator has dropped an album ever since, except for the very first album, Bastard. Every year has come out, and then this year he just put out a single, Lumberjack, which I'm gonna play, but. His new album, uh, 
Call Me If You Get Lost comes out the same day as Fast 9. (laughs) (laughs) Every fucking album Tyler has put out, except for his first one, has lined up with a Fast and the Furious movie, which is a which is great. Dude, just based about. on the promo itself, I can already tell this is gonna be a dope album. I, no, I can't. <laughs> like, wait. I love the little skits he's putting Fam, out. Awesome. I love the fact that because I would never put Tyler and DJ Drama together. That is interesting for this uh, lumberjack yeah. track. So I I thought the video was dope too. Personally, oh I didn't but, see the video, but I heard uh, the song finally, and vi- it's tight. yeah. <laughs> no, like, Tyler's gonna be rapping, rapping. It yep. sounds like yep. He's like, all right, I did Igor, I got my Grammy. Let me get some bars in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Tyler creator man i love i love when an artist comes along with the whole package ready to go like this rollout seems like it's gonna be fucking awesome like that rollout was sick with the billboard you could call it it was like yep. him, him his mom yeah, like on the intro- yeah. i mean he is most certainly a creative guy <laughs> you would say that yeah i see what you did there <laughs> And then the, the whole camp, man. I mean, oh, um, definitely. most of the camp. Shout out Taco, too, killing it on Taco, Dave. Yeah, Taco's on Dave. Sid from the internet, which she has some stuff coming out, too. I heard a Sid song the other or yesterday that I hadn't heard before that was so fucking good. Uh, what? I'll have to look it up. It was on my Discover uh, Weekly or Discover Daily or whatever the fuck title does. Oh, the Radar. The I release discovered. Radar thing. Oh, that's, that's, that's Spotify. That's, uh, my, my Weekly Discovery. Oh, yeah. I thought it was on here. Maybe it's not. But anyways, um, here's a little bit of Lumberjack by Tyler, the creator, for you. They do this, like, little intro thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Wait, what the hell? Wait, what are you doing? What happened? Why did it pull Rolls up? Royce pull up. Black boy, hop out. That's weird. Shout out to my father, <laughs> Diggy. Hold up! Oh, my God! I kind of hold drama down a lot saying with the <laughs> to be honest with you. She's just like, this shit is beautiful. This is a beautiful moment. You always, you always keep the picnic blankets in the back because you, you never know. Wait. You never know where you're going to end up at. Okay. Rolls-Royce pull up, black boy hop out Shout out to my mother and my father, they can pull out MSG sell out, fuck these niggas yap out Whips on whips, my ancestors got their backs out Too far, 500 stacks for the hood Call me Lumberjack, cause I wish a nigga would Whereas you would like I, this the wish a nigga could face They ain't getting paper like they should Niggas ain't really on the type of shit he on I hit Drizzy and told him I had a milli for him I own my company's full, told him to keep the loan I took that gold bitch home, nigga, big man I think what he's talking about there is um, Remember how he uh, surprised his festival and brought out Drake Was the headliner for the final night? Yeah That's what he's talking about there Probably booked him for a million dollars For the concert, I bet Or is Drake on me on his album? It could be both. How would a Drake and Tyler feature even work? I bet it would be fucking awesome. I bet it would be awesome, bro. I'm trying to figure out. I bet it would be Drake on some singing shit. I bet it would be hard, dude. I bet it would be dope. I would love to hear it. Drake has finally missed on a feature for me, by the way. I just want to throw it out there. I I re-listened to the whole whole Meagles album because I wanted to, like, because we we did the whole thing last episode. There are songs that I do, I will go back to. There are songs that are great on there. I did not like the Drake one specifically. Yeah, me too. It was just a weird verse out of Drake. And it was like, I think it was too long in the beginning too. Like it should have been like, he should have gone last, I think. Maybe maybe the Migos started off because it's like, it's like a 16 out of Drake. I mean, after 12 years. Maybe like 32 out of Drake. After 12 years, he he missed one for me. Yeah. After 12 years. Yep. But um, (laughs) it's it's fine though. Like the ratio is still intact. 
So <laughs> apparently that Sid song I was talking about, by the way, is a newer song. It came out in February um, of this year. It's called Missing Out. I'm not going to play it, but you should go check that out because it's fucking awesome. Did you see Logic drop something? I did see he it. came like out of retirement. So it must be a new, in- a new album. Logic came out of retirement. Yeah. The Lodge. Yeah. And I didn't think I didn't care for it all that much. I didn't think it was all that special. No, nah, it was. I mean, Logic's got his core fan base, man. Logic so shout was definitely out, shout out to him. Logic on talking about his parents being drug addicted and being biracial. No, yeah, I don't think he actually he might not have mentioned being biracial this time. No, I don't think <laughs> in this. Oh no, it's, it's coming. It's it's on the album. But anyways, those, those album reminders. This is my last Lucy, and then we got to move on. Or well, I, I don't know if E Man has another one, but after that, we'll probably wrap because we are long as shit. Yeah, right now. NBA uh, <laughs> Game Seven just started. I sh- <laughs> shit, dude, I can't, I cannot wait. <laughs> I know, me too. NBA playoffs have been crazy. Kevin Durant, we love you. Uh, just yeah, you balled the fuck out, Holy even though you missed shit. that shot at the end. Like that no, was no man, he, he got he in the overtime. Awesome. Like yeah, literally, yeah, sure. if his foot was barely over the line for that one shot, or I that would have been a three, and that game would have been done. I know. Apparently, he wore a shoe size bigger than what he normally wears. Really? So, like, I think he wore like a half size bigger, Dude. or something like that. And that's it was a game of inches at that point. <laughs> Dude, I could not help but think about Naomi Osaka during the press game or press conference at the end because he just looked so defeated and upset and looked like he did not want to be doing that interview at all. And I was Shout like, out I to Naomi Osaka. Oh, speaking of Naomi Osaka, uh, she dropped out of Wimbledon. I know. So it's fucking crazy to say for the Olympics, which is weird. Anyways, um, here is Law of Averages out of Vince Staples. That's my next. Hey, Lucy. that was a good one too. And he has another. He he has an album coming on the way. He does. And Killer Mike said it was dope. Apparently, fuck yeah. <laughs> and this one's produced by Kenny Beats. So shout out Kenny Beats. The Cave season three is out right now, and it's phenomenal. Uh, Mac DeMarco's on the new episode, so I gotta check that out. Here you go. This beat is fucking cool. I almost thought this was James Blake on the intro. But it's not. Fuck a bitch, I don't trust no bitch with my government. Fuck a friend, I don't want no friends with no open hands. Count my bands all alone at home. Don't you call my phone? Everyone that I ever known ask me for a loan. Leave me alone, fault defaults alone. Get that nigga gone. Raging boy, this not paid in full, but I kill my own. Yes, I love you cause you black, but don't love your ass like that. I will put you on a shirt if you fuck me out my racks. Cherry app, down the app, hold you ass. Yeah, that sounds like some shit Danny Brown would rap over. It will. It does. Have they been on a song together before? Vince and Danny. I don't think so. That would be, that would a cool be a, combo. That would actually be a really good collab. <laughs> yeah, that would I be agree. sweet. Uh, <laughs> in news world, I just want to run yeah, down like a my news topics. Too, as well. Uh, we I mentioned Juice World earlier. Has some little bit of news about him. Oh yeah, what was uh, the news? HBO announced a Juice World documentary. Oh tight. That would be HBO. really interesting. I'm trying to figure out. Is it? You, do you think this is like reaching a little bit? Because Juice World is still like a relatively new act. Yeah, but he passed, so he's got no more. There's no more story past. Is this. it? I mean, yeah, it. I get that, but is it too soon? Mm. That's that's my argument. I mean, I get it. Like, say, like when they did a little peep one, and I'm pretty sure there's a Mac Miller, there's a Mac Miller book coming out. Uh, I mean, I, do you think it's too soon? I don't know. In, I mean, in Juice World, his estate is still dropping music. For, from him, like, I know where currently. you're getting at, and I think it's too soon for like the, Are you just the Billie exploiting... Eilish documentaries and stuff like that because they're brand new artists. But in this case, I kind of would like to know Juice World's story a little bit. And he's passed, so it's not like we're going to get much. There's not going to be any new information. So there's going to be a lot of new music, though. I there mean, will I be like for Juice, sure. Yeah. I mean, he's still getting featured on shit. I heard he was one of those kids that was constantly in the studio, recording and recording and recording. And that guy would go off the top of his head just for yeah, he was, hours. Uh, he was like one of the best freestylers <laughs> I've seen. On, they said that he would do yeah. that in the booth too. That like he would, they would just like 
They said he would uh, lay down a song and then lay down like six different versions of the same shit and be like, just tell the producer, all right, pick whatever one you like the best. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like that nice with it. Um, but anyways, yeah, so um, that's pretty cool. I, I, I want to check yeah, it I'm, out. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I just wanted to ask you, do you think it's too soon? It, I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from on that, but I, I'm ready for it. I think I'd like to see it while it's still fresh on my, while his is still fresh on my mind. Um. A uh, uh, cool inch, uh, one news story that I had that I thought was cool uh, that I thought was actually kind of funny, just a little tidbit. Was so? Did you hear the thing about cheese and um, and music? No. So a bunch of scientists tested um, which they were playing music to cheese while it was aging, and which which music made the uh, cheese age the best and taste the best. And they said it was undisputably hip hop music, and specifically a tribe called Quest. That's they, funny. Said, they said a tribe called Quest made That's the awesome. cheese respond the best out of all the music that they played to it. So I thought that was really fucking funny and pretty cool. Um, and then I'll kick it back over to you. Uh, and I thought this was like just like an interesting tidbit I read. Uh, fa- the world's largest uh fam like the father of the world's largest family uh passed away at. Oh, I 76 heard about this. in India. Uh, <laughs> his name was Ziona Chakan, uh, Shana. Uh-huh. C H A N A. I give you credit for trying. Sh- <laughs> Ziona Shana. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a father to 89 kids That's in so India. Crazy. Uh, I don't. So I forgot crazy. about how many wives, but I guess he. Uh, he was 36. Yeah, he was a polygamist. Yeah. Yeah. He was like uh, one of those like. Kind of like cult leader kind of guys. Like you had all these women, like you know, waiting on him, and he was married to like thirty six women. I mean, at that's the same time that's the, like that. that's how <laughs> that go. I mean, I don't know about like religious practices and stuff like yeah. that. Like polygamy is you know a thing in like mm-hmm. some religions, for and stuff sure. Like that like Mormonism and you know this one for instance. But yeah, uh, fuck, eighty nine <laughs> kids is a lot. So nuts. <laughs> I cannot. That's so nuts. I I I can manage. You, I, one I would be able right to remember now. all their names. <laughs> How would you? I mean, you'd be like Antonio Cromartie like, <laughs> in his, uh, his interviews. <laughs> um, so we always come on here, and everyone likes to kiss Jay-Z's ass for every single thing that he does. Are we so talking I about gotta, the NFT thing? I got to talk a little bit of shit about him. Are we not, talking about the- not the Dame Dash thing, uh, something different. Okay. This is uh, another thing, person that he's suing, which I don't like this. I think this is kind of some fuck shit out of Jay-Z, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so there is a photographer, I can't remember his name offhand, they were talking about him on Ebro in the morning because they're friends with said photographer, but he was the photographer that did the cover art for uh, Reasonable Doubt oh, back in the day. Oh, yeah, I did hear this story. And he owns the, the rights to that photo. He took it, it's his copyrighted photo, and he, over the years, has used the, the photo and repurposed it um, for merchandise purposes to make himself some money. And Jay-Z is trying to sue him so that he can no longer do that, which I think is really fucking lame because Jay-Z's a billionaire, and and this guy is just trying to get a little bread, I bro. I just feel like, yeah, Jay-Z is like, oh, you're exploiting my image and my brand name like to get yourself gained right. and stuff like that. I, I feel like that's where he's coming from right. with that. But at the same time, the guy's like, well, nope, it's actually my image. <laughs> I well, own it. Well, <laughs> what'd you say? Jonathan, Jonathan Mannion. Mannion is his yeah, name. yeah, you're right. You're, right. you're right. That's you guys can't hear Eric yeah, that's over Eric there, there, but we're, we're gonna get him a Eric, microphone yeah. one soon. One day, so Eric, we're gonna him. get you a mic. <laughs> He's shy. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little vocal shy there. Um, it's okay. We love you. But yeah, so I mean, I I support Jonathan Mannion on this. Um, I think it's his photo. He has the right to do it. Jay Z, you've got a shitload of money. I, it'd be one thing if you was perp like if he was using your photo to like. 
fuck with your name and like sell like clothes that was talking shit about you or something that was um like a bad likeness of you but i mean he's just selling you know t-shirts and photos and stuff like that so. well dealing with the same album yeah uh Jay-Z's lawyer, well, I guess Jay-Z and his lawyer are suing Dame Dash over the uh, NFT sale of Reasonable Doubt, since we're on the same album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are, if you guys are familiar with the NFTs, the non-fungible uh, tokens, so pretty much it's like, so an album can be repurposed Wait, what does it and resold. Non-fungible token? Oh, I didn't know that. I was always curious. Fungible. fungible. <laughs> yeah. So what it is, is pretty much that... You take this one copy of it, or not copy, but you take this one original version of it, and then you buy it, and then you can keep like selling or whatever. However, the original owner, in this case, would be Dame Dash, still makes a profit off of it. Still takes a cut every time somebody buys it. It's kind of like a, you know, it's like tracing it back to the source, and it's always like you get the royalties from it. But Jay Z and his lawyer, I uh, forgot his name. I'll look it up in a second. Are suing Dame Dash and his estate over the NFT sale of it. What is it like the NFT something super specific and weird about Reasonable Doubt? It's like it's just it's the to- the rights to the album. So the reason he's oh, it doing is the it, to the album. yeah, it is the al- it's the rights to the album. Oh, okay, exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because. The album is still covered under Rockefeller, which you know was Dame Jay Z and Biggs. Yeah, like so. How much would that NFT sell? Like for? I think I think yeah. <laughs> so what it is, I guess each of them own a third of Rockefeller, and Dame is using his third to do that because you know, as you said, Jay Z is already a billionaire. Crazy, but <laughs> shit. But it, I mean, what do you think, man? I think it's uh, this one. Uh, you know, I'd have to think about this one a little bit. Oh, I feel shit. a little bit indifferent. The, uh, the auction's been canceled, actually. Oh, it's been canceled? The, yeah. Uh, so Dame is, quote, and I'm reading an article from Pitchfork, <laughs> frantically scouting for another venue to market the sale. The complaint was filed by attorney. Okay, Alex Spiro was the lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, Jay-Z's lawyer. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's what's happening there. That one's a little different because I'm like, I mean, that kind of does suck, you know, like. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. It's a little. What do you think? Because I, 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 I wouldn't want the rights to my it's, album it's being sold. It's tough because it's like Dame. I mean, they, they were that was such an intricate part yeah. of that, like that label and that era and stuff like that. I get it, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm conflicted. I, I, I might have. To, I'll have to brew on that one for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I got another I gotta thing think about that one. Another thing before we wrap the podcast that I want you to brew on for next week. That's something a topic that I thought would be interesting to talk about for next week, and it kind of goes into what we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast on how sometimes you listen to an album and you don't like it first listen, and then you go back and it ends up being awesome. Um, in that vein, I'd like to ask E-Man and the and the audience if you want to get back to us with your opinions when you hear this. Please do. Um, have you ever had it where you didn't like the single that was released of off an album of any artist? I don't know. It could be anyone. Um, that once you heard the album and you heard the single in the context of the album, it made you like the song better. I can answer this shit right now. Mm-hmm. King's Disease. <laughs> yeah. like that one. I can answer that shit right now. Agreed. <laughs> so I th- we'll get off some examples and stuff next week, but we're running a little bit along, so uh, we will... Wrap this puppy real, up real, real, real quick. Uh, Macy Gray calls for the uh, calls for the updated American flag in an op-ed article. 
saw for that. Market Watch. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, in, it's in not going to happen, but... <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like, just with... I mean, it's more to make, you know, to seem... To right. make America seemingly more inclusive, right. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to do. Motherfuckers lost their minds yeah. off of fucking Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Ain't yeah, no, they, ain't no gonna change no lyrics to the fucking I mean, national anthem. I like her where her head's at, but it ain't gonna happen. I mean, motherfuckers like people were saying Black Lives Matter. He goes, no, every, all, all lives, lives matter. matter. Exactly. But the only thing you don't like about it is the black part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, <laughs> we're in the same country. Anyway, and also good news. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, Carrie Fisher, Norma Reedus, and Keenan Thompson to receive stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Shout out to Keenan. He deserves it. Keenan definitely. And Norman Reedus, actually. And Norman too. Reedus. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big Norman Reedus fan. I, but he I, deserves did, it. I did like Boondock Saints a lot. Yeah, for sure. And him and The Walking Dead. And, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then Biden cancels a bunch of, uh, bunch of student loan debt. Oh, yeah, I saw that yeah. too. Uh, and makes mil. Juneteenth a federal holiday. And Juneteenth is officially a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, five hundred million. Oh, this was for ITT tech students. So when, oh. when you know when college got yeah. when ITT tech got uh dis what do you call it dismember not dismember what the fuck <laughs> disbanded yeah yeah when it got disbanded a lot of people were just like oh my degree's fucking useless now so yeah just helped them out and throw a little throw a little love their way so that's cool. I think that is everything on my list and that's everything on mine as well. And to round out this episode, we're going to round, since I was just talking about it earlier, I might as well play it. And since we're celebrating LGBTQIA uh, community anyways for um, Pride, here's a little bit of Missing Out by Sid from the internet. And we will see you they, next week. Waze keeps getting me to update my shit to Boy George's voice. Speaking of which, <laughs> by the way, I just want to throw that out there. Speaking of- <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of which, that's actually going to allude you to what may be my something old next week. Shout out Culture Club, Boy George. Here we go. Missing Out. Good night. Peace. <laughs> tell me something, babe. Just tell me it was worth it. I know I didn't deserve it. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day. I needed loving, babe And you gave me a version It wasn't always perfect But now it's nothing As far as I can see You and me could never be Cause we didn't spend the proper time